Armchair. There's something, I'll say there's something kind of yeah about a kid that's never played baseball. <laughs> we have been hoodwinked, bamboozled, and flat out deceived. Why did you get so drunk? You got drunk. <laughs> I'm just really exhausted. What's in that cup? I'm a coax. Do you have any idea how important you this is? Do you have any idea? Really, this is what you're doing? Do you have any idea? Jake, what do you want to do tonight? The same thing we do every night. Try to take over the world. 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Armchair. YouTube Live. Radio Station. The radio station you can call your own. You're listening to Braves Country with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. We're here live weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern to 5 p.m. Eastern, WQEE 99.1 FM, The Key, and simulcasting on YouTube.com forward slash at Braves Country, your first choice for Southern sports. Good afternoon. I'm Mac McGee, and I don't know much, but I know one thing. We are ready for Braves versus Red Sox tonight. Let's go, Braves Country. Armchair. Community Access Channel. He's the armchair quarterback. He's full of beer and he's full of snacks. Hey, howdy, hi, and how the hell are you? I am absolutely fabulous. Another glorious day here in Braves country, and we've got a huge day in front of us as we've got the show here from three to five, and then we'll come on about 15 minutes before the game itself gets you set for Braves Red Sox first pitch 605 Eastern. So 6 o'clock is, is when we come in with the anthems and the lineups, and away we go. Braves versus Red Sox. Looks like it's going to be Jarrett Schuster will get the starting nod tonight, and we will get into that here in one second. Did want to look at this real quick. Um, for those of y'all who are paying attention to men's college basketball, there are some tournaments going on right now, and South Dakota State is blowing out Omaha in the Summit League Championship. Now, that is the women's Summit League Championship. In men's basketball, at halftime in the ACC, Florida State has a 10-point lead over Georgia Tech. And that game is at halftime, but one of Florida State's best players, and it's been a tough year for FSU, one of their best players went down with an injury. We'll get into that here in a little while. Loyola, Chicago, they are beating St. Joe's 40-39. to And that game is about 15 minutes left in the second half. Okay, let's get into some talking chops, some Braves country today. Get you set. We're going to get you set here for... Braves versus Red Sox game is set for tonight at 6.05 Eastern. And it's kind of neat to have a, a night game for spring training. You don't get a whole lot of them. So that's number one. I, I am 
looking forward to this game tonight because essentially you only get a few of these during spring training. So it's nice to actually relax and folks be able to come home and catch the game, right? Most of these games take place at one o'clock on a Tuesday or what, you know, what have you. And most folks don't get a chance to watch the games. It's so many of these games are, are not been televised. Um, they need to do something about that long-term, but let's go ahead and get into Braves country today. We're going to go ahead and get you ready for the six Oh five tilt and Braves versus Red Sox game is being played in Northport. And by the way, this is interesting. Now we all remember the controversial game at the very end of the Braves Red Sox game, very first game of these spring training, the game that we did right here on Braves country. It's the only game we've done so far. So such limited access to the games, but I just noticed this last night. The Red Sox have not lost technically. Now I do believe they would have lost that game and they're not throwing that goofy rule because the Red Sox pitchers could not find the plate. They had the bases loaded two away the Braves did and they were called on a technicality on a strike if you missed that and that was the big thing that night or that afternoon the Braves are four and four and obviously you don't really care that much about the the records what you care about is the development of the players and whatnot in the spring but said this before you play around between it, it all depends per team but 25 to 30 games you don't want to leave the spring going like two and 28, right? So four and four, I'll take it any day. And I've paid attention to most of these Braves spring training games. The majority of the spring training games, the Braves have actually been leading. And then once they've taken their starters out, both in the field and on the mound, and when they go to their backup uh, relief help, that's when they've really gotten pounded. So all in all, a very good start for the Braves. And let's get into who's absolutely smoking hot for your Atlanta Braves this spring. And there's a great article that we'll get into later into the broadcast tonight that has mentioned Matt Olson as one of the players that will most likely benefit the most for the Braves on the banning of the shift. What they did was they went through all 30 teams, all 30 teams and picked one player that's going to benefit the most from the banning of the shift. Now, I still contend that a lot of teams are going to do what we saw Boston do. In fact, we might even see it tonight. I believe that we're going to see a lot of teams try putting their left fielder into shallow right field, have their center fielder play more of a left center and the right fielder playing a right center drift. Okay. And yes, you can get burned by that. But from the spirit of the rule that Major League Baseball wanted to get rid of the shift, and they wanted to get rid of the shift because they wanted to see more action. They wanted to see more balls in play. 
I contend that if you're going to do that, if if that's going to be your goal, then you got to get rid of a left fielder drifting down into right field. If you want to make it where where this where the second baseman and the first baseman have to be to the right of the of the second base bag, and the shortstop and the third baseman have to be to the left of the bag, then what you have to do is you have to say your right fielder and your left fielder have to be right and left of that line, right down the middle, and the center fielder can play either position. But if you're gonna if you're gonna get into this rule and you're gonna try to change the game, you're gonna try to make it where it's a little more exciting and less guys hitting into shifts and the dull baseball that a lot of us really got tired of seeing where they're just swinging for the fences. Cause it's really easy for the old heads for us to sit here and say, we'll just hit it the other way. First of all, it's incredibly hard to hit it the other way. When you say that you don't know what you're talking about. Cause you haven't stood in the box and faced a 98 mile an hour fastball or a 94 mile an hour cutter right on your hands. So that's number one. Number two, you have to adapt with the game. And the reason why you didn't see a lot of shifts way back in the day, guys weren't throwing as fast as they were today. But now that you are seeing it, that the reason, the reason why they wanted, they wanted less swing and miss and more action, more ball in the air, more ball on the ground, regardless, less hitting into the teeth of a defense. Because when they first designed this game, for argument's sake, we'll say 150 years ago, even though the game's much older than that, you didn't have the athletes that you have today. You didn't have the strategy that you had today. You didn't have all of the shifts that you have today. It was very rare for there a shift to be put on in Major League Baseball. We'll even say 30 years ago. So that's item number one. If they're going to do something about this shift, they've got to be honest about it. And I brought this and the, it really does dumbfound me that no one in that office stood up and said, wait a minute, guys, what if they, they bring the left fielder down into right field or they bring, bring the right fielder down into shallow left field. All these pinheads at the major league baseball office, no one thought of it. Cause I've only been banging the table about it for, I don't know, four or five months talking about the fact, is anyone going to do anything? Cause I, I knew I had not seen anything addressing it. And I thought maybe something had kind of slipped past me and maybe there was a rule, but there's but right now there's not a rule. There's not a rule stopping them from doing it. So we'll see if it ends up happening tonight with Boston. Boston did it. I believe it was against Minnesota late last week. That was the first time that we've seen it, but you're going to see it more and more. If it works, monkey see, monkey do. All of these leagues are copycat leagues. Baseball is no different. But Matt Olson, three home runs, 667 average, eight RBIs. On Sunday versus the Yankees, Kirby Yates, talk about the pitching for a bit. Kirby Yates came in and, and threw a perfect inning which you love that because he's one of the guys who's trying to make that team. And remember, it was just a few years ago that he was one of the best closers in baseball. Then he had the terrible injury. He he tried to come back last year. He was very shaky at best. This year, 
they're hoping that they get more out of them and have a guy that they can go to probably not setting him up towards the back of the bullpen, but hopefully in the front. Charlie Morton threw two and two thirds innings the other night against the Yankees. Two strikeouts did give up the one hit, the one home run. But other than that, pitched pretty well. Ronald Cunha Jr., who has left to go to the World Baseball Classic, he's been red hot. Six of 13, five singles, a double, two walks, four strikeouts, a stolen base. And then Austin Riley is hitting two home runs in 10 at-bats this spring. And the other great thing that, that I got out of the game against the Yankees on Sunday afternoon, a guy that needed a very good outing like nobody else, Ian Anderson came in and pitched two really good innings, five Ks, one walk. There, there, there were some runs that came across, but that was all set up by there were three defensive errors that inning. So Ian Anderson, all in all, pitched pretty darn well. But as far as what's going on with the Braves and the big picture of the 26-man roster, there's been some projections out there. I've seen three articles. Going to go over that really quick. Who they're talking about, who's most likely going to make the team. Now, we're talking about just starting starting here in the spring. This roster could go over many, many changes throughout the months of April all the way into September. But all in all, I think we're going to be looking at this is pretty close to what the roster most likely will be barring any kind of injury. Eddie Rosario has played pretty well so far in the spring. He's hitting the ball well. He's definitely playing much better defense than he did last year, even even after the eye surgery. So I do believe Eddie Rosario is probably your starting left fielder with some platooning involved. They're talking about probably carrying just the two catchers. And that could change. Look, injuries and a lot of things could, it would not shock me at all if at some point Chadwick Tromp ends up with, with, with the big league team and becomes a third catcher off the bench. But right now, I believe they're going to go into the spring with Murphy, with Darnode, and they're going to split the duties. And when they're not behind the plate, they'll probably take turns with the designated hitter. Now, that goes back to some of the other guys that may make, that may or may not be on this roster. I mean, you can go ahead and pencil in, barring injuries, around the horn. It's going to be Olsen, Ozzy. Grissom and Riley. The two catchers I just mentioned behind the plate, Rosario in left, Harris in center, and Acuna in right. We all know that that's pretty solid. But but how many do you carry outside of that? Because if one of the guys that you're carrying on your bench, because you're going to have a four-man bench if, if you're not counting the designated hitter. So let's just go ahead and say that 
on any given day, our catcher is our designated hitter. Our catcher who has the day off, right? You're talking about four other spots. And Orlando RC is definitely going to be there. You got to have backups for the infield. What is a little sticky here is that the rest of the guys who are being projected to make the team, they're not really infielders. And that's the only biggest weakness that I see is that if, if we have an injury in our infield, there are some guys you could call up, but all in all, that's going to be a hole because if Arcia has to step into an everyday role, then who then who is the guy that comes off the bench to give him and the rest of the infield a day off? There has been talk about possibly Darnold or even Murphy sliding over to first base to give Olsen a day off. But without getting all into the weeds with that, Arcia is going to be the, the everyday backup. I guess is the best word for it. So then you've got three other slots and who gets them. And I, I hate to tell Braves fans who a lot of them are not looking forward to this because a lot of them are against having him on the team. It's not just his lack of production, but it's also the numerous times that he's been in trouble. A lot of Braves fans just want to swallow the money and cut him, but I don't think they're going to do that with those Zuna at the beginning of the year. Just reading all the tea leaves and not just from the from the writers, but also when, when you read things and you hear quotes from Snicker and company, Snicker saying that Ozuna is going to be on the roster. First of all, he made that statement, I think, late last week. I doubt that's going to change in the next three-ish weeks, right? So he's going to be on the roster. He'll be on the bench, but he'll probably get some opportunities to DH. He'll get some opportunities to, to especially when there's a, a tough lefty, they're going to bench Rosario and give a guy like Ozuna a chance in left field. He talked about how he's worked on his arm in the offseason. He, he had some arm issues, and he's come in in shape, and his arm is much stronger than it's been. And we'll see. We have not seen him in the field yet this spring, but we'll see how that plays out. But he's going to get a chance. He's going to get a chance to produce. And if he doesn't produce, yes, there is a very good possibility he could get DFA'd. But I don't think it's going to start out that way. So let's go ahead and pencil Ozuna in, Arcia in, and then who are your next two guys? And I think Kevin Pillar is absolutely showing out He's doing all the right things. He's having great at bats. He's the base running is off the charts and solid defense. He's made a couple of goofs, but all in all, Kevin Pillar is the constant professional and a great gritty veteran that you want off the bench. And it doesn't hurt that he's got the speed. He, he's already had a couple of stolen bases this spring. And then the last guy that would make the team. I know a lot of people want to see Eli white. Jordan Luplo is most likely not going to make the, he's still dealing with an oblique injury. And I think that's going to hurt his chances, but they're going to have room on this 40 man roster 
to house some guys who have options. Because think about this. When when we get to the regular season, you're going to be able to put Waskar Enoa and Tyler Matzik on the IL, both of them having Tommy John surgery. So, th- so that opens up two slots right there off the jump. And the Braves, although they're going to carry quite a few pitchers, they're going to have some op- some options at bat. So if we, if we assume Jordan Luplo doesn't make it because him his uh, injury with his oblique is setting him back a bit, and Eli White does have options, I think Sam Hilliard is the fourth and final guy on our bench. I don't believe Sam Hilliard gets cut because he's out of options they would dfa him and i do think that they want to he, he's known to have a very good glove can play all three positions in the outfield and and they've even talked about possibly working him into first base because everybody would prefer to see these guys get some days off i know they go to the post every day and that's great but if we want them to be fresh from time to time, you would like to see Riley and Ozzy and Olsen out of the lineup. Sometimes it's just a mental break, but the physical break as well. An ideal time would be when, when you're in a long stretch of games and you're about to have a day off and you give the guy a break and he gets two days to rest. And sometimes he's struggling and you just want to sit him down so he can clear his head. Because a lot of these guys, as talented as they are, it's different when they can sit back and watch the game for a day as opposed to being in the heat of it. As far as the pitchers go, I think right now, Ian Anderson, with the outing that he had this past Sunday, I think he's kind of nudging ahead of Bryce Elder to get that fifth rotation spot. I don't think they're going to speed Soroka along, so he might miss the very beginning of the year down on the farm. And then Ian Anderson. Ian Anderson's got got a several outings to go in this spring, and he's got a lot of pressure on him because if he falters, Bryce Elder has actually pitched pretty well. And as far as your bullpen, it'll be Iglesias, Jimenez, McHugh. Chavez, most likely Yates. That's the big question mark. And then your lefties, Mentor, Lee, and Luke Gay. Remember, Luke Gay was the one that came over from the uh, trade from the Yankees. And if all these arms stay healthy, should be a re- should be an elite bullpen. All right, we're going to take a break and be right back. Braves, Red Sox tonight, 6 o'clock right here on Braves Country. We'll be back in a flash. Keep it locked in here on Braves Country and Braves Country HD wherever you stream. Been all over the world. Beat them all. And it's hard to believe, isn't it? Really hard to believe that so much man could be wrapped in such a good-looking package. Hey, sports fans, The Key has a brand new show. Braves Country is coming your way weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern to 5 p.m. Eastern. Drive time. 
on WQEE. Braves Country is a southern sports talk show with Mac McGee and the armchair quarterbacks. We'll be talking the Atlanta Braves and Major League Baseball along with everything important to sports fans in Braves Country. The SEC, ACC, Big Ten, and the National Football League and the big sports news of the day. That's Braves Country with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. Weekdays, 3 p.m. to 5 p.m., right here on WQEE, The Key, 99.1 FM, and simulcasting on YouTube.com forward slash at Braves Country. Hey, y'all, I'm Mac McGee, and you don't want to miss as we covered the entire NFL on Armchair Quarterback Radio. 12-0 Chicago Bears. If they could go all the way, they would be 19-0. The last undefeated team in pro football history, these Miami Dolphins. 72-14-0. Regular season, after the Super Bowl, they were 17-0. For third down and six. Cooper, Moore, and Clayton. Down the way. Into the arms of Clayton. Oh, and are things going right for the Dolphins tonight? 42-yard touchdown. Batted into the air at the line of scrimmage. This is vintage Monday Night Football. Final seconds ticking off. Bears will not go undefeated. What a victory for the Dolphins. And Dan Marino reigns supreme once again. Welcome back to Braves Country. Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. Weekdays, 3 to 5 p.m. Drive time on WQEE. You mean to tell me we're going to drive from here? to Texarkana, Texas, and back to here in 28 hours. It's only 900 miles there, 900 miles back. Well, for your information, that ain't never been done, not no rig. That's because you and I ain't never done it in no rig. you got to stop thinking so negative, son. All right, baby, let's go. Got some college basketball rocking and rolling. Hometown Yellow Jackets have pulled within six of Florida State. Uh, 12 minutes left in the second half. Keep you updated. As a Florida State fan, I'm well aware this is a this is a a loser bowl, is what this is. Only way either one of these teams are, are going to the, the the postseason, they're gonna have to run the table in the ACC tournament. And I don't believe Florida State has it in them this year, so I kind of would like to see Georgia Tech make some kind of run. It would be really fun to watch. I'd like to see some 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 upsets in the in the tournaments. I'd, I'd like to see one Cinderella in one of the Power Fives make a run at least to the championship game, if not win at all. Because this is a year where I'm not really pulling for anyone that's affected by bubble watches and whatnot. We all know that there's those years where you go into this, into the tournaments, and your team is not necessarily a shoe-in. But what they are is, as long as they don't spit the bit, they should be in. And then all of a sudden you lose in your first or second game, whichever it is. And when you do that, you end up 
looking at the scoreboards and you're, and you're pulling for all the favorites, right? Well, this is not a year for me like that. This is a year where I'm like, Hey, you know what? Let's see, let's see it. Shake it up. Cause my secondary team that I'll be pulling for Tennessee volunteers. I spent so much time in the middle Tennessee area. Uh, they're going to get in the tournament. So I'm not worried about that. Kind of pulling for Vanderbilt to, to get in. They're a really good story. And there's a couple of other teams. I'm glad the, the Kennesaw State punched their ticket. Been following them for about two, two and a half months, something like that. And really gotten into the the whole story of Kennesaw State. And I think they're a little more dangerous than, than what people realize. But when we when we get into the actual playoffs of this whole thing and the NCAA tournament, which will start, well, I technically it starts a week from today. Technically, because you'll have the play-in games, and unless they change it, I believe they start. They're either six p.m. and eight thirty, or six thirty and nine. They've gone back and forth. It's been goofy, but usually it's 6 Eastern and 8.30 Eastern. And you'll get two of those, and you'll get one good matchup, so to speak. There'll be there'll be a match, matchup that you'll recognize and each night, and then there'll be another matchup of the smaller games. Well, for the first time ever, I'm excited about the smaller games because I have watched so much lower level college basketball this year kind of got into it because it's, it started just before we, we had the jockey come on that time. Then I really got into it when his picks were just doing so terribly, but he already got me into betting on the games again. And I was like, well, I, I got to find a better way because this guy's lo- absolutely losing his shorts. I got to find a, there's, there's gotta be a better way to win these games. And I found a pretty good method. I think who knows, but the record speaks for itself. I'm, I mean, college basketball this year, I've, I've done really well. I, I haven't done the, the, the recent percentage, but it's been really, really profitable so far. So I might have to pull that up before we hit the, the, uh, March Madness next week to find out exactly where I am numbers wise. By the way, real quick update: Abilene Christian is down by three to California Baptist. That game is four minutes left in that one, and we've got wall to wall basketball for the next several days, and then we're gonna hit the tournament next week. And remember, you're also going to have the NIT. So if you're out there trying to have a little fun and gamble a little bit, a lot, a lot of basketball that'll build us all the way in into baseball season. And baseball season, I'm always locked in on picking games and whatnot. And once again, uh, we're this is eight years in a row that we just finished where we're six, uh, over 60% win percentage. So not too shabby. No matter what the jockey tries to tell you, yeah, 
That guy can't even hit fit. I'm telling you right now, since he's been on our show and I've been paying attention to it, I need to go back and actually calculate it. He's got to be around like 25 to 30% win rate. I mean, it, it is awful. Awful. And he tries to skate by and not admit every game that he's actually betting because he'll mention one and then he'll try to backtrack. Well, no, 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 I didn't really pick that game. No, dude, you did. Because if you put your name on it, if you stick your chest out and put your name on it, you're getting stamped as having that as a loss. Because if you want the wins, you got to take the losses. Now, obviously, in the real world, it doesn't matter unless you actually bet on it. But he's betting on all of them. But I look at it as if I give advice, I'm putting my name on it. That's going to be a part of my win or loss percentage. Can't pick and choose. Right now, uh, Florida State leads Georgia Tech 43-38, about 10 minutes left in that one. So uh, ACC tournament just getting rolling. And you've got this game. You've got Boston College Louisville that follows it about a half hour after the game ends. And then Notre Dame, Virginia Tech tonight. And with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and hit you with some uh, some lines that I really like. And then we got to get into some NFL talk because things are moving and shaking in the National Football League. And everyone thought I was nuts, but I think it's actually going to happen. Been only been talking about this for weeks and weeks, pretty much since the Jets got eliminated and the and the. Packers got eliminated. But it's looking more and more like Aaron Rodgers could very well be traded to the New York Jets. And we had been talking about that. As far as I know, we were the first show to to uh, to talk about. It. And I, I could be wrong on that. But it made sense to me from the jump. And then I started hearing things why it wouldn't make sense. I was like, all right, well, maybe. Maybe I'm off base here, and then and then they sign Hackett as, as as one of their assistant coaches. I'm like, oh, here we go, here we go. And Trey Wingo tweeted out last night around midnight that he that his sources and remember he's been around the NFL for quite some time. His sources are telling him that the Jets and and Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, so all three are involved, that they're all in talks about what it would take to get Rodgers to the Jets. So the wheels are turning. It's whether or not the Packers are going to ask too much. And remember something, if they if they make this trade and they get Aaron Rodgers over to the Jets, that's all fine and dandy, but Rodgers is going to have to rework his contract because he's owed something like $60 million this year. So he's going to have to rework his contract somehow. Whether they extend it, put it on the back end, whatever they do, they're going to have to rework his contract. Because if not, he's getting traded over a team that's a good young team and they have a good young nucleus. But what are you going to be able to add to bring in? And then the other bomb that just hit a moment ago happened when when I was talking uh, Braves baseball. So I didn't want to interrupt that because you easily get sidetracked. But the Lamar Jackson watch is officially on. The Ravens have put the tag on 
Lamar Jackson. They were unable to come up with the deal. And I still say he's not going to be back in Baltimore. He's going to end up being traded. And my favorite landing spot for him is Atlanta. Come in and be a Falcon. Rejuvenize this franchise with him and Kyle Pitts. And they really have a good young nucleus that they can work with. And I don't think they're going to have to give up the moon and the stars because Lamar Jackson wants his huge contract. He wants so much of it guaranteed. Now, I don't think he's going to get it all guaranteed like he's talked about. But regardless how you look at it, with all that in play, when you go to trade a guy like that, yeah, you, yeah, you want some stuff back. But you can't ask for the moon and stars because the money that's going to be involved in it. So I, I contend Atlanta could get him. Not You're not going to get him for like a seventh-round pick, but they could get him for they might have to give up a number one, but they may not have to give up much else. And if you can solidify your starting quarterback for the next four to five years, I say do it. Because, yeah, you could use that draft pick. And maybe a Will Levis falls to you, and maybe he does play well in the National Football League. Remains to be seen. But you know what you have from a Lamar Jackson. And I've... My take has been in all along, he's not coming back to Baltimore because he's worn out his welcome. They believe that he could have played down the stretch and he didn't cause he didn't have a contract and he didn't have a contract cause he wants Deshaun Watson type contract and the Ravens don't want to do that. Not many do. And could Atlanta be the team that lands? Because remember Atlanta was so close to getting Deshaun Watson last year, but Deshaun Watson ended up with that ridiculously just moronic contract that the Cleveland Browns put out there. So Atlanta backstroked out of the deal. Are they going to look as they got burned and let's go get Lamar? Doesn't matter what it takes. Or are they going to be cautious? I hope if they go get him that they just, that they don't handicap themselves just to sell jerseys. Because we know he's going to be popular. He's going to be very popular. I might even go out and get a Lamar Jackson Falcons jersey. Be fun to watch. I've always been a Lamar fan. Get him out of Baltimore makes it even he makes me even more of a fan of him. But you want to be able to build around him. Not just the the receivers, the line, but you want to be able to build a defense. You're you're going to get Lamar Jackson, yes, to put fans in the stands, but you're going to get Lamar Jackson to go win you a Super Bowl. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, a lot more going on in the world of college basketball. We're going to look at the lines real quick and a few other things in the NFL. We've got baseball on the way. Braves, Red Sox, 6 p.m. tonight. Cannot wait. We'll be back in a flash 
here on Braves Country and Braves Country HD wherever you stream. Tuesday, March 7th, 6.05 Eastern, first pitch. Braves Country is bringing you Atlanta Braves, Boston Red Sox, pitch by pitch, inning by inning, from Northport, Florida at Cool Today Park. Red Sox versus Braves broadcast will begin 6 Eastern, first pitch delivered by 6.05. Catch all the action right here. Make sure to like and subscribe, Braves Country HD, YouTube.com forward slash at Braves Country for Atlanta Braves baseball all year long. It's the best in sports and entertainment. And get locked in and locked down with Rhino Radio Penitentiary, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. with your host, me, Ryan O'Neill. Each and every morning, right here with the best in sports and entertainment, all the way from professional sports to college sports to River Dragons hockey and everything in between, including some of the very best local and national guests. It's the Rhino Radio Penitentiary, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m., Monday through Friday, right here on 99.1 FM WQEE. Are you looking for a reliable dental practice that not only cares about your teeth, but is friendly to work with? How about one that offers great deals and new patient promotions? Well, your search is over. Most Valuable Smiles in downtown Eatonton, Georgia is committed to giving you the biggest and brightest smile. Right now, get a $99 new patient special, including x-rays and exam. Maybe you're looking for veneers. Most Valuable Smiles veneer special includes one free veneer with every five purchased. Or get that bright white smile you've always wanted by taking advantage of an exclusive $100 off Zoom whitening treatment when you book today. And don't forget that 2022 is almost over. That means most insurance policies will reset by the new year. And to avoid losing that extra money, you need to use it or lose it. Book an appointment today with Most Valuable Smiles in downtown Eatonton to lock in these exclusive deals. Call 706-623-0318 or visit mostvaluablesmiles.com. Enjoy sun-drenched days, epic stays, and plenty of room to roam in Greater Fort Lauderdale. Our hotels, attractions, and restaurants have taken the Visit Lauderdale's Safe and Clean Pledge so you can relax and explore with confidence. When you're ready for that well-deserved staycation, our 23 miles of golden beaches await. Find wide-open spaces to hike, bike, kayak, and paddleboard. Visit your favorite attractions, then dine out in style in dining rooms or al fresco on waterfront patios. Learn more at sunny.org. Here's good news. There's still a need for hundreds of thousands of cybersecurity professionals in the U.S. right now. And my computer career is training people to help meet the demand. No IT experience? No problem. Take the free career evaluation today. Start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. Grants covering up to 53% of the cost are available to those who qualify. It's not rocket science. It's mycomputercareer.edu. Shouldn't you be at work by now? Work? It's raining. I called in sick. I don't work in the rain. You don't work in the rain. You're a mailman. Neither rain, nor sleep, nor st- It's the first one! Welcome back! Busy, busy day in sports. We've got Braves versus Red Sox tonight right here, 6 Eastern. Braves Country and Braves Country HD, wherever you stream. Real quick, going to hit the scoreboard in Major League Baseball. If you're, if you're watching on the YouTube channel, you can see some of the scores, but I want to run over them real quick just so that uh, 
folks know what's going on. Spring training games going on right now. You got the Rays up seven to one over the Phillies. And Orioles six three over the Twins in the eighth. Also in the eighth, the Tigers all over the Cardinals fourteen to two. Cubs trail the Rangers top of the third four to two. The Brewers down two nothing to the White Sox in the bottom of three. Giants over or excuse me, Giants trailing the Reds five to two. That game is in the third. And Diamondbacks and Athletics just got going A's up one nothing. And, and you got scoreless with the Angels and Padres earlier today. Nationals five to three over the Marlins. Man, the Marlins are one and nine. And I misread them. They they are not pitching well. And I, I get it. It's it's spring training. But I thought they were a team that might have a chance. But I, you don't like to see one and nine. I don't care if it's if it's spring training or not. NFL, I literally don't care about the the actual record because they play such few games. What is it, three now? I mean, it just it's not much of a litmus test. When you're gonna play as many games you're gonna play in spring training, you just you don't want every single game where you're losing and you're you're losing to the Nats, and the Nats are gonna be awful. Pirates seven to two over the Blue Jays today. What's going on in college basketball? Well, you got March Madness kicking, and there are two. Actually, there's three games. Excuse me. The third game began, just went to halftime. Abilene Christian trails California Baptist 36 to 30. And I've got Abilene Christian plus four and a half in that one. So I hope they uh, can, can find the, the pedal to the metal and come back and cover that one. St. Joe's has a five-point lead on Loyola Chicago. So Sister Jean won't be very happy. And it just became a final. St. Joe's knocks out Loyola Chicago. That was first round of the A-10 tournament. And Florida State leads Georgia Tech. 51-48, still five minutes to go there. That game has been nip and tuck all game long. Florida State had a pretty solid lead going into halftime and in the second half georgia tech has outplayed them so we'll keep you updated on what's going on there of course tech or state either one that wins this game they've got a tall task in front of them. they've got to run the table they've got a better chance both state and tech have a better chance of making the NCAA tournament than the NIT because neither team's going to end up with a winning record unless they win out. Especially Florida State. Florida State is nine and twenty-two. The injuries have just decimated them this year. So there's there's literally no way to get into the NIT. But if you run the table, you could win the ACC. And I guess if you count it up to win the ACC now, if you play on that first day, you got five five days that you have to win in a row. Nah, I don't see that from either one of these teams. But it's always fun to gamble on the game itself. And I've got FSU in the points today. They were underdogs. 
got them on a teaser. What what is the number I have on that? Six. I'm getting six and a half in the second part of that teaser. Boston College just needs to win. Other things going on. By the way, tonight you got some interesting games. Four thirty, Rhode Island and LaSalle are playing. And four thirty, Louisville, Boston College. And obviously, I'm I'm interested in the Boston College game because of the, of the tease. But other games of interest, or at least from the gambling side of it. Canisius and Mount St. Mary, and you're going to look at it and say first round Mac. Kind of an ugly game, a team who's won 10 and lost 19. The other team has won 12 and lost 19. But Canisius is one of my favorite plays today. They're, they're just a better team, and they should win that game, and they're getting points. The other, t- I'll tell you what, another team that that I've been riding, just like Kennesaw State, a team that's been playing very well. And what is the line that we're getting at right now? See these these lines are so screwy to find because late games are re- are being put in because of the of the tournament results. <clears throat> One of them, McNeese State. I covered with them last night, and they actually got the outright win. They're getting nine and a half points against Texas A&M Corpus. I, I like it better on a tease, which is what I did, but that's a lot of points. McNeese, McNeese State has a very athletic backcourt that can get to the rim. The biggest problem with, with, with taking McNeese State on the line, the current line with the nine and a half, they do turn the ball over, and they struggle on the on the defensive rebounding so they can go through some lulls but they've got a very athletic team here it is merrimack seven o'clock tonight they're giving up four to farley dickinson now a lot of folks like like uh farley dickinson and the points i i i'm leaning with merrimack and i've got them on a can't remember if I, if I did them on a teaser or if I did them on a parlay I took a parlay money line along with Canisius and I really like that game Merrimack has looked very very good and I'll tell you another team that is everyone sleeps on because and then we all know when, when with the college basketball a lot of these folks will only pay attention to the top 25 or the power five teams. And I get that. I mean, you can't follow everybody, but I start gravitating to teams when I see them playing well. And this Northern Kentucky team is a fun team to watch. And one of my favorite plays today is to grab them and Gonzaga and either tease them. So you you get a few points past it. Or if if you want to get more aggressive, just take them both on the money line. Both of them are a two to two and a half point favorites. So the money line's around the the minus one forty, minus one forty five. If you hit them both, the payout is a plus two hundred. I really I really like Northern Kentucky tonight against Cleveland State. And if you watch that Gonzaga 
I'm trying to think of when that was. It was either two or three weeks ago. I stayed up late to watch that. Gonzaga St. Mary's, two top 25 team. It's by far the marquee game of the night. And Gonzaga's only a two and a half point favorite. And fair enough, it's on a neutral site. And if you watch that that last game they played, St. Mary's won the game. And it was a great game winning overtime. And I can't take anything away from it. But if you watch that entire game like I did, Gonzaga was the better team. And they went ice cold the last six minutes of the game. That doesn't tend to happen twice. Not with the talent that the Gonzaga has. And I'll say it again next hour, but that's that's my lock of the day. Take them on the money line. The Gonzaga money line and Northern Kentucky money line, those are my favorite two plays today. I I'm doing it as a as a double lock, but I'm gonna play it as a parlay. Because I, you know, sometimes you get burned by that, but I've had a really good week and a half, two weeks, right? And I'm just riding the wave. When you're hot, you're hot. When you're not, you you pull back the reins a little bit. But right now I'm seeing the ball really well. I'm I'm hitting the curve. I'm driving into the gap. When it, when it comes full circle, I'm caught looking on every other play. Then I might drop down a bunt. <laughs> and if you follow that logic, uh, good for you. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, Joey joins us. We're going to talk the NFL. What about this Philip Rivers talking about coming out of retirement? What about the fact they're talking about Tom Brady coming out of retirement already? It's already being circulated, and it's a pretty good source. Not these goofy reporters that kind of halfway follow the team. It's a pretty good source that says Tom Brady's coming out of retirement and he he may be headed where you where you least expect it. We'll be back in a flash here on Braves Country and Braves Country HD, wherever you stream. Keep it locked in here on the key. Tuesday, March 7th, 6.05 Eastern, first pitch. Braves country is bringing you Atlanta Braves, Boston Red Sox, pitch by pitch, inning by inning, from Northport, Florida at Cool Today Park. Red Sox versus Braves broadcast will begin 6 Eastern, first pitch delivered by 6.05. Catch all the action right here. Make sure to like and subscribe, Braves Country HD, youtube.com forward slash at Braves Country for Atlanta Braves baseball all year long. You're listening to WQEE 99.1 FM, the key in Noonan, Georgia. Armchair. You're listening to the Armchair Quarterback Sports Radio, number one sports station. Good afternoon, and this is your Armchair Quarterbacks Sports Flash. On Tuesday in the association, TNT has a doubleheader, 76ers at the Timberwolves, starting at 7.30 Eastern, and the 10 Eastern game, the Grizzlies, without John Morant, at the Los Angeles Lakers. Also heading to the court, 
Bucks are at the Magic, Warriors at the Thunder, Jazz at the Mavericks at 8.30, while the Knicks host the Hornets and Pistons against the Wizards. The ACC tournament gets going to Eastern in Greensboro, North Carolina. The rambling wreck of Georgia Tech go head-to-head with the Florida State Seminoles. That game is followed up at 4.30 Eastern, Louisville at Boston College, and the night tilt at 7 is Notre Dame at Virginia Tech. The A-10 Conference gets going today. Earlier action saw UMass versus Richmond. Right now, Loyola Chicago is taking on St. Joe's. We'll keep you up to date on all the scores here on Braves Country. And a 4.30 tip is scheduled for Rhode Island versus LaSalle. First round in the WAC has Abilene Christian going up against California Baptist, 3 Eastern on the plus. 5 on the plus, it's UT Arlington and Grand Canyon. While 9 o'clock, UT Rio Grande Valley versus Tarleton. And the 11 p.m. Eastern tilt, Utah Tech at Stephen F. Austin. All games being played in Las Vegas, Nevada. We've also got the MAC in action in the first round, Atlantic City, New Jersey. Canisius versus Mount St. Mary, 5 Eastern on the plus. St. Peter's battles Fairfield at 7. And at 9 on the plus, Morris versus Manhattan. Your Atlanta Braves are back in action, 6.05 Eastern in Northport, Florida versus the Boston Red Sox. We'll have the call right here on Braves Country, pitch by pitch, inning by inning. Pre-game starts about a quarter till with anthems and lineups at 6 Eastern. Other games of interest around the ball yard today, 105 Rays at the Phillies down in Clearwater. The Mets travel to the Astros facility in Palm Beach. That game is at 6.05. Orioles are at the Twins in Fort Myers. Cardinals and Tigers in Lakeland at 1. Nats and Marlins, Sarasota, 110 Eastern. And out west, you got the Cubs at the Rangers at 3.05 in Surprise. And the Brewers and White Sox at 3 in Phoenix. The New York Jets have had conversations with the Green Bay Packers with Aaron Rodgers this week regarding a potential trade of the four-time MVP to the New York Jets. The sources said some of those conversations were expected to take place Tuesday, but it's unclear whether they will result in a trade. Rodgers still has not made any public announcements about what he intends to do this season. It's still possible he decides to retire or stay in Green Bay. Alabama freshman Brandon Miller, whose tremendous season on the court has been clouded by controversy off it, is the AP Player of the Year and Newcomer of the Year in the SEC. The AP released the results one day after Miller was announced as the winner of the SEC's Player of the Year and Freshman of the Year, as voted by the league's 14 coaches. The six foot nine forward is the only freshman in the past 50 years to lead the SEC in scoring, averaging 19.6 points along with eight rebounds. He is also tops in three-pointers made, making 92 and hitting 40%. Texas A&M's Buzz Williams was named Coach of the Year Tuesday by the AP. And the police in Colorado said they are investigating Ja Morant's actions from the weekend after the Memphis Grizzlies star posted an Instagram Live video in which he displayed what appeared to be a gun while at a nightclub. The Glendale Police Department confirmed The incident took place at a bar in Glendale, a small enclave surrounded by Denver known for its strip clubs and shopping centers. The department said it's investigating 
whether Morant might have broken any gun laws in Colorado. And that's your armchair quarterback sports flash. Stay tuned for Braves Country right here on WQEE 99.1 FM, The Key in Noonan, Georgia, simulcasting on YouTube.com at Braves Country. Are you looking for a reliable dental practice that not only cares about your teeth, but is friendly to work with? How about one that offers great deals and new patient promotions? Well, your search is over. Most Valuable Smiles in downtown Eatonton, Georgia is committed to giving you the biggest and brightest smile. Right now, get a $99 new patient special, including x-rays and exam. Maybe you're looking for veneers. Most Valuable Smiles veneer special includes one free veneer with every five purchased. Or get that bright white smile you've always wanted by taking advantage of an exclusive $100 off Zoom whitening treatment when you book today. And don't forget that 2022 is almost over. That means most insurance policies will reset by the new year. And to avoid losing that extra money, you need to use it or lose it. Book an appointment today with Most Valuable Smiles in downtown Eatonton to lock in these exclusive deals. Call 706-623-0318 or visit mostvaluablesmiles.com. You're five feet nothing, a hundred and nothing, and you got hardly a speck of athletic ability. And you hung in with the best college football team in the land for two years. And you're also going to walk out of here with a degree from the University of Notre Dame. In this lifetime, you don't have to prove nothing to nobody except yourself. And after what you've gone through, if you haven't done that by now, it ain't gonna never happen. Why any fool could see he made that first down when he dived? If Howard Cosell came in now, he'd never get out alive. Cause he's the armchair quarterback. He's full of beer and he's full of snacks. The All-American man. Welcome back. And welcome in, Mr. Joey. Joey, how the hell are you, my friend? What a wild day coming into what we've got in the sports world. I mean, we have March Madness tournaments on already taking place. We have FSU on, as we know. The NFL quarterback carousel finally starting to work its way out after Derek Carr and MLB spring training in full circle. I love it all. Real quick, Georgia Tech is taking a 61-60 lead. Oh. Over Florida State, looks like 0.2 seconds left. That's the bad news if you're a Florida State fan. Good news if you're a Georgia Tech fan. But if you took FSU in the points, uh, not much of a chance this game's going to end in a tie. Of course, I, I, I kind of my eyes drifted during the break, so I don't know if they're at the free throw line. But we'll see. We'll uh, keep you updated on there. Abilene Christian is down seven with 16 minutes and 50 seconds left in that one to California Baptist as uh, that is the first round of the WAC tournament. And the winner of this game, by the way, if Georgia Tech goes on to win, they will play Pittsburgh tomorrow at 2.30 Eastern. You got three games in the ACC tournament tonight, and then I believe it's four tomorrow and four on Thursday, I believe. I mean, the short of it is there's too many, way too many teams playing in these tournaments. <laughs> it is a final. Georgia Tech has won. So the the misery of Florida State basketball can finally end. But we covered the spread, baby. That's all I cared about. 
and they gave me one big money line this year. So thank you, Florida State. You did me well. <laughs> their their star player, uh, man, he t- he he took a nasty fall. FSU did right at the half, and he tried to get through it, but uh, it he's he's still limping as, as they're walking off the court, and uh, that kind of was the difference. FSU had a ten point lead, but. Anyways, Georgia Tech will face Pitt tomorrow. I'll be interested to see what that line is because Pitt has not played well on the road, which is what this essentially is. And Georgia Tech, though not a great team, if they get a big enough line, I may head towards the rambling wreck on that one. Um, Bunch of stuff going on. At While we were at the break, Daniel Jones has signed a four-year deal with the Giants which is what they've been trying to get done for quite some time. We'll get the numbers here in in a minute when they release them. But because they were able to do that, they tagged Saquon Barkley. And that's, that's been the whole thing going on in New York last several weeks is talking about who do they tag? Who do they sign? Who do they tag? Who do they sign? And I honestly thought that they were going to end up tagging Jones in signing Barkley, but instead it is smarter in the world of football to sign your quarterback long-term and to, and to tag your running back because the running backs break down. Daniel Jones might be the outlier. We'll see what the, uh, man, I don't know what is going on here, but the head coach of which team is that? Is that Cal Baptist? He just had to be pulled back. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's Cal Baptist head coach. No. No, that's Abilene Christian's coach. He just had to be pulled back by his assistant coaches. He, he was going after the refs. And I mean, just going crazy already. I love it. <laughs> Not very Christian like of Abilene over there. <laughs> he looked like, man, he looked like we're about to have a uh, a summer slam over there, man. And they, they had three or four guys holding them back. Okay, we got so much to get into. It's so where so, are we going first? I don't know, man. I don't know. Aaron Rodgers to the Jets. How about that, baby? It's gonna happen. I can feel it in my plums. It's happening. Yeah, and I do remember it was either the Tuesday or Thursday at being on twice a week and get them all confused. But a few weeks ago, like you said, we were definitely one of the first to talk about that, and you brought it to the surface. And if you really do think about it, it makes sense for both teams. And here's why: the NFC would be out of the question. The Packers wouldn't really have to worry about him, of course, and you send him off to New York, where he would obviously have to prove himself in a really big market to the Jets that he could win a title. But that division is not that tough if you really break it down. New England, you got your scratches about. Miami, I know a lot of people are high on them, but Tua, if you you can't trust them, so you can't trust the Dolphins yet. And then Buffalo, we all know they're pretty much a juggernaut, but they really have been chokers as of late too. So, hey, this is – this would be I'll make a lot of sense with that defense under Coach Sala. I hope it does happen. Oh, I do too. I think it would be phenomenally just entertaining. And Aaron Rodgers dealing with the New York media would be a lot of fun too because 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 he's the type that's going to troll them, right? Exactly. I mean, he can, be, he can barely handle the Pat McAfee show, let alone the New York Jets media. So let's see what happens when he gets on the big stage. I mean, he always oh. – it's going to be fun, but also I feel a little bit irritating. <laughs> It'll be a little irritating. I, I don't, I don't doubt that at all, but he, uh, 
I think it'll be, well, okay. First of all, the second thing that we want to go to, if you can wrap your head around this, I am hearing from pretty good source, as they say. Who was it that dropped this? Oh, it was Rich Eisen. Tom Brady coming out of retirement, heading to the Miami Dolphins. And if he doesn't head to the Dolphins, there's still a possibility of him heading to San Francisco. Well, what if you end up with a division of Aaron Rodgers with the Jets, Josh Allen with the Bills, Tom Brady with the with the Fish? I mean, just look at the AFC already as is with the quarterbacks, let alone if you put Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady over there. <laughs> oh, and by the way, Mac Jones and Bill Belichick in New England. You got to start tanking if you're Belichick immediately if, if that happens. I mean, I'm sorry, but it's time to tank for Williams. Yep. So that's a very real possibility. We've heard these rumors before about Brady. I'm still like, I look, I said it the day that, that he announces retirement. I'm not buying it until I see that ball in the air week one national football league. And even then I'm probably going to say, I won't believe he's not playing this year until we get to Halloween and there's no rumblings. Yeah. And honestly, from my perspective, I, I mean, I would like to think he's, you know, retired, but the only caveat I will say where maybe there's a little light is he did not take that uh, announcing deal yet. So he's not locked into anything contractually. So if there's any, exactly, if there's any light in there, it would be that I still think he ends up not playing another down, but to me, the door, you, you, he can't lock it. I think it's closed, but it's not locked in my eyes. Ah, man, I just, when he announced that he was going to take the year off to get ready to broadcast that, what that told me he's taken the year off to go try to win a Super Bowl One more chance. He can learn how to broadcast on Tuesdays when they normally have the day off. I mean, do you really think Tom Brady needs what about 500 days to get ready to sit in a booth like Tony Romo and go, wow. No, exactly. Tom Brady will actually, Ooh, I don't know, Jim. No, he's not going to go on that Tony Romo uh, level. I think, you know, him, his presence himself, he's got a pretty funny characteristics uh, and personality for him, but man, we're still a week outside of free agency and look at all the talk we got going. Once Derek Carr went to the Saints, everyone I feel like is starting to make their moves. Even the Bears are trying to move the pick uh, as we speak before free agency, it seems. So be ready from now until March 15th to get a heck of a lot of news. You, you ready for the other nugget? What do we got? Philip Rivers is talking about coming back. Oh, he made great. phone calls to the San Francisco 49ers and the Miami Dolphins. Look, it's been, I'll just say this. I love Phillip Rivers at Indy, his last stop. He had a good year. That being said, that was the cherry on top to his career. Uh, we didn't still win a playoff game with that. And two years removed, 
I don't care how great his shape you stay in. We saw Deshaun Watson take a full year off and be a top five quarterback. Look at how that panned out for a few games last season. I'm telling you right now, I know he might be making the call, but I don't think there's going to be anyone answering unless it's an emergency. Let's say you're in week 15 in San Fran and goes through this crud again, maybe, but I can't see him actually starting out right from week one for a team. If, if you sign Phillip Rivers, you're not signing him as your starter. You're signing him as a veteran backup and a guy that can step in if there's an injury or a guy who can step in because there's an injury like the San Francisco 49ers. Very true, but I don't think Phillip Rivers is going to sign up to be as a father of five kids just to be the backup of a team either. I He's think the one that's made the call. They didn't right. call him. He, he called – he called those teams because of the injuries to their quarterbacks. But you think you call them saying, I want to be a backup, not calling saying, I want to be yes. able to compete. Yes. Uh, that had to be the conversation because he didn't call them week one. He called them in December. He called them before Brock Purdy got hurt again or got hurt in the playoffs. I mean, he's also calling the teams in the best weather on the best coast to be a kind of semi-retiree too. I just, I just feel like this guy doesn't. If he, Philip Rivers, is, Rivers, and you go and sign with the Dolphins, and you're there as the emergency backup, essentially. I don't even know if that's the right term, but you're you come in as the back quarterback for the for the Dolphins. Although I honestly don't think the Dolphins is a spot. Whether Brady were to come there or not, Dolphins are not the spot because I felt like uh, Skylar Thompson did did very well. I think San Francisco is his spot, and if not San Francisco, what about he gets signed by someone who not super happy? Who what, what about Nashville? What about we all know he loves that bolo tie. What about Nashville and Titans signing for something cheap? And there's so many rumors. That's the next thing that I want to hit you with. Very heavy rumor coming out of Nashville that Tannehill could be on the move and get traded. And the number one landing spot is if Aaron Rodgers thing falls through with the Jets, Tannehill has a lot of ties to that coaching staff in New York, and Tannehill could be on the move to New York. I tell you what, it's been uh, – you're closer to the situation than me, but I I could see most of the moves the Titans have done to this point. You know, you get some cap casualties, over-the-age veterans, things of that nature. But to me, the big thing is what if, if you know, they do anything. Derrick Henry, to me, has got to be the centerpiece of that team. Maybe change quarterbacks, but I would maybe move Tannehill, but I wouldn't even consider moving the King. If I would just move the quarterback maybe. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we will talk Derrick Henry. And we've got a lot more on tap as we've got <laughs> basketball to get you caught up on. What's going on in Major League Baseball? An injury to the Boston Red Sox. Injury to the Mets. And there's a Cub. Says he wants to stay, but he doesn't know if they want him. We'll be back in a flash. We're on Braves Country and Braves Country HD. If you're making sandwiches... Always leave the knife hanging over the sink in case you want one later. Be a man. 
I'm 7-0 this season. You auto-drafted. That's what all the great GMs do. They delegate. You didn't do anything. Yeah, I did. I set the queue. Without fantasy football, what would friends talk about? I almost wore shorts today. Oh. I was going to do a sweatshirt-shorts combo. Hmm. Switched to pants instead. Armchair. Hey, sports fans. The Key has a brand new show. Braves Country is coming your way weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern to 5 p.m. Eastern. Drive time on WQEE. Braves Country is a southern sports talk show with Mac McGee and the armchair quarterbacks. We'll be talking the Atlanta Braves and Major League Baseball along with everything important to sports fans in Braves Country. The SEC, ACC, Big Ten, and the National Football League and the big sports news of the day. That's Braves Country with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. Weekdays, 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. right here on WQEE, The Key, 99.1 FM, and simulcasting on YouTube.com forward slash at Braves Country. Tuesday, March 7th, 6.05 Eastern, first pitch. Braves country is bringing you Atlanta Braves, Boston Red Sox, pitch by pitch, inning by inning, from Northport, Florida at Cool Today Park. Red Sox versus Braves broadcast will begin 6 Eastern, first pitch delivered by 6.05. Catch all the action right here. Make sure to like and subscribe, Braves Country HD, youtube.com forward slash at Braves Country for Atlanta Braves baseball all year long. Hey, where's my tickets to the Sonics game? They were here just a second ago. Somebody stole my tickets to the Sonics game! This stinks! This is total BS! This is... Oh, got it. Got it. Okay, where's the french fries? I ordered french fries. This stinks! This is total BS! Hey, boy, it's gonna... Oh, here they are. Where's my power? Button? Welcome back to Braves Country. Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. Weekdays, 3 to 5 p.m. Drive time on WQEE. Welcome back. As we have, well, I'm not going to call this news because the people who are breaking it, they have been very, very well known to not be correct in the world of the National Football League. Uh, Diane Rossini and uh, Peter Schrager. Schrager has been wildly wrong about a lot of things, and Rossini does not cover the Falcons. They're saying that the Falcons are saying that they're not interested in Lamar Jackson. That is what we, that, what do we call that kids? We call that posturing because they're going to say that because everything is still on the table. If you think that the Atlanta Falcons are not interested in Lamar Jackson, you just started watching football in the national football league. They should be. I just don't get why they would say it for no reason, but the Falcons should be Our teams do this all the time. Two and a half, three weeks ago, the New York Post had a, I think it was the New York Post, had a story saying the Jets didn't care about Aaron Rodgers. 
that the Jets were not focusing on Aaron Rodgers, that they were focusing on Derek Carr. Oh, that could have been true because Derek Carr signed the last That game. was a lie. No, that doesn't mean that was a lie. Derek Carr got signed. So have, that was a lie. That's not. Oh, you can't say Carr, that was a lie. Yeah. Carr pivoted to the Saints as it has come out because the Jets no longer showed enough interest in him. They they told him flat out they they were waiting until they talked to Rogers and that kind of got his got in his he got in his feels. And so wait a minute, I think what he really did is says wait a minute I'm Derek Carr. What am I doing going to the AFC? I need to go hang out here in the NFC and win the win, win the South. Of course, that could all backfire if uh, Lamar Jackson comes heading to the uh, to the Falcons. But right now. Or Tampa Bay, for that matter. Who? Lamar. Oh, no. That's not even remotely. Oh, I mean, if you're going to mention Atlanta, it could easily happen with Tampa. The money. Do you realize that that the that the Bucks are like what is it like fifty? Million? Oh yeah, they would have to make a lot of they would have to make a lot of moves. But you would do it for they Lamar just Jackson. Have to make a lot of moves. They would have to reinvent their entire roster. Because when Tom Brady went to Tampa Bay, there was nobody who sniffed that one until the a uh, couple of days before it happened. I'm just putting it out there. Anything's possible. Do I think it's Tampa Bay? No. But do I think it's Atlanta? When Tom Brady went to Tampa Bay. There were a lot of rumors out coming out that he was either going to stay in New England or head to Tampa. There was that one rumor, well, actually two, one talking about Vegas, one talking about Nashville. But that 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 really got rolling. So, but. I'm not saying it's definite, but what I'm saying is that it's not dead just because just because Pete Shrags says that it's dead because he has been wildly wrong on a lot of things when it comes to the National Football League. Oh, I agree. He definitely has. I, it's just interesting that it was even put out there in by you know no other team they put out there. I'm just curious. Well, think about why. it. If you don't end up landing him, and you have to go forward with Ritter. What have you done? You've kind of killed the kid's confidence. So, of course, they're going to say that. They say this stuff all the time in the NFL offseason. We're not interested. If if Lamar Jackson goes to a team like Tampa, Tampa has to tear down their entire offense because if you think Mike Evans wants to play with Mar- with Lamar Jackson, no way. No way. Oh, let me – I don't think Tampa Bay is going to be the place. I think Atlanta makes a lot more sense. I'm just saying any team that doesn't have a good quarterback right now should be thinking about Lamar Jackson if they don't have a quarterback. It would be crazy not to. You, Yes and no. The teams that, for instance, the Jets, it's, it's not a landing spot for them. Why is that? Because you have to reinvent your entire offense when you get Lamar Jackson. So a guy like, you think Garrett Wilson was mad this year when he wasn't getting the ball enough because because of uh, Zach Wilson and Flacco? Uh, uh, I'd be telling Garrett Wilson, here's the door if they got Lamar and he started complaining and at the same time. He would gladly take it just like Hollywood Brown said, get me out of here. Yeah, and he was if you have a wide receiver, stream. If you have a wide receiver with the, with the capabilities of a Garrett Wilson – you can't bring in someone like a Lamar Jackson because you're going to be asked to run block off the jump. And that's going to be the issue. 
in a fantasy football situation, yeah, sure, we you can bring it in. But Lamar Jackson only fits a few ideal spots. I, I just the, the the Jets really don't got. I mean, they, their identity kind of is just nothing right now offensively. That quarterback situation. They've got a really amazing. good receiving core. Really good receiving core. They've got a good young defense. And assuming Brees Hall comes back, they're going to have a running game as well. So they, they're pretty much just missing a, a quarterback. Yeah, I mean, I know we're all not Lamar fans, but he still did win MVP at the end of the day. But I get what you're saying to fit in the offensive scheme. I just feel like it's crazy for a team to shut him down because he runs. I just feel like they all teams should be open to it that, are, that need one. Think about this. Lamar Jackson's never had a Pro Bowl wide receiver. That's very true. So a guy like Mike Evans, guy like Chris Godwin, they're going to say, check, please get me out of here. I think it's more likely if they were going to go that route with the, with the big free agent, which they just don't have the capabilities. They're, they're well over the salary cap. But if they were going to do that, Derek Carr makes a, would, would have made a lot more sense. A lot more. And and if that was an option, Derek Carr would have been a fool not to go to Tampa over New Orleans. Oh, and look at it this way. I mean, Atlanta Falcons, like you said, it is the perfect recipe for them to get Lamar. Why? For a couple of reasons. Their offense is already kind of set up for that. They had Mariota. They had Ritter last year. As you, you mentioned, some of the offensive players, but they don't have a lot of, you know, building blocks. They have some pieces there. And that NFC South stinks. So if you go from the AFC where the Ravens wouldn't want you to be over to there. I think the Falcons make the most sense. I'm just saying, I think it's crazy if any team didn't try to, you know, try to push at least a phone call about it. I think it turns into posturing. A lot of it can also be, especially from, from doing this for so long, you start realizing some of these rumors that come out because then all of a sudden they're backtracking. What I mean, guys like John Heyman are wrong. And he's one of the most well-respected reporters in major league baseball right correct but people who 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 are just working for ESPN and the NFL and whatnot and and they don't they're not following the team they're not if it if it came out of the mouth of an actual executive for the Falcons okay then I would actually believe it but for this just to be rumors and whatnot I I'm just saying it's no it's not an absolute done deal but one thing we or one thing I know we may not know this, but I know Lamar Jackson is not going to be a Baltimore Raven. He has spit the bit on that. He has. I, I 100% align. So then you have to start look, looking, where could he land? There's more of a chance of him landing in Indianapolis than, than landing in Tampa, to be honest. What about, I mean, what about, this would be a little bit crazy, but what about San Francisco? I mean, if, they have the running – they have Debo Samuel. He's more of a runner. McCaffrey's more of a runner. I know it's a stretch, but I'm saying San Fran could be at the top. I mean, a healthy Lamar, they're winning the Super Bowl. It would be a fun thing to do. The problem is their money situation is a little tight. Probably. With the and the problem roster. with Lamar Jackson is wherever he goes, you have to have a lot of room under the cap because he isn't just wanting a big contract extension. He wants – guaranteed money which comes off the books immediately and that's going to be a problem that's scary and so 
when you start saying things like that and you say, Oh, well, we're, we're not interested. What you're really trying to do is you're trying to drop the price down. Kind of like if you ever went haggling for a used car, you know, darn good and well that you, that you want that, <laughs> you want that 67 T bird, but you can going to tell the guy in the lot, no, man, have an old car. I don't know if I want that or not. I might be, be okay with just coming out of here with an old uh, 1984 broken down Datsun. Well, and that's why I think that you mentioned this used cars comparison. It's perfect because of this. Lamar Jackson, I get it. He's been an MVP. But remember, people, we're not paying for the past. So when this guaranteed money goes out there and you got to give up a couple of first-round picks – I'm not sure five years from now what Lamar Jackson looks like. So to me, I'd be very hesitant if I were a GM to just make a move right away. You got to look into this stuff because this injury, if he's playing half a year, I don't care if he plays 10 great games, nine great games. If he's only playing half a season, that don't do it for me. He is a pre-COVID MVP. That's how long it's been. (laughs) This will be the fifth season since his MVP. And let's be honest, running backs have very small shelf lives in the National Football League. Lamar Jackson is a is a is a glorified running back. I still think he has probably a good solid three years left in him. Those last two that you give him on a on a five year deal may they may be rough. I don't think they'll be like RG three kind of rough, but they but they may be rough. I mean, heck, heck, in three years, he might be playing four games a year. <laughs> but, you, you know, the first thing you do, if you do pull off this trade, Joey, <laughs> you call Mariota back and say, hey, man, we need you as a backup. Because <laughs> you're a much better backup for, for a Lamar Jackson offense than, than Desmond Ritter. Yeah, we'll give you an extra million. We, um, we're going to need you for six games, Mariota. <laughs> <laughs> At least. <laughs> yeah, I mean, seriously. If they were to get him, the, the first guy that I think of who would be a great backup for Lamar Jackson, I mean, other than the obvious jokes, Tyler Huntley and whatnot, would, would be a Marcus Mariota. I agree. But if if he doesn't go there, I, I don't know. The, uh, I got to see it to believe it. It's just like the whole Brady thing last year when everyone said he was retired. Like, I got to see it to believe it. I got to see it to believe it with Lamar Jackson. Right, because we named a lot of teams. It doesn't seem like a lot of perfect fits. No. Atlanta, Atlanta seems like one of the f- few we've named that are perfect. Let's take Atlanta out of it. Let's say I concede defeat on that. Give me three teams that make sense, and it can't be Tampa Bay because they can't afford them. Washington, I'll go okay. maybe. I can buy that one. Uh, I mean, I hate to say I don't. I don't think it does personally, but – Indianapolis is a second, maybe. And I don't know. Would De- Detroit wouldn't give up on golf. No, I, it's hard to name these teams. I don't, I'm just going through my head quickly here. Uh, if I had to name a third. I mean, San Francisco would be fun. But once again, I don't think they could fit him in the cap. Because you just gave a big, big contract to CMC and Debo and whatnot. Oh, and they still got to sign uh, Bosa. Because because he's getting a huge extension, so I, I kind of 
it would be fun, like from a fantasy football standpoint and a let's turn on Madden yeah. standpoint. I would love to see Lamar Jackson in a 49ers uni, right? Running up and down the field. Right. No, I guess he, he, I, I, he wouldn't even have to be accurate because exactly. No, he could just totally get it. Crap. They could do an army type offense, the wing T or whatever, and do all that fun. But uh, maybe Carolina, I guess if I had to put a third, just because it's a clear open spot and Frank Reich likes QBs, but I don't think that I, I'm just throwing out things at this point. I feel like Reich is more likely to to draft a young quarterback and do it the right way, you know? I think they're the team that actually trades up to number one. That's my – I think they'll be the team that trades up I like up that. Um, outside of that, the only t- – It's tough. I mean, okay, he, here's one. Now, I'm not positive about their money. I feel like that they're tight on money, but let's say they're not. Here's one. What if the Raiders could get a hold of them? Ooh, that division, oh my goodness. That would be fun. The team that actually makes the most sense to get them because they've got all the other pieces and they've they have they have kind of got the offense that, that would work with him is Denver, but they've already spit the bit and thrown their entire life into Russell Wilson. And ain't nobody making a trade for Wilson, so you're not getting a three-team trade or Russell for – would, would Denver and Baltimore trade headaches? I tell you where would have made a lot of sense before yesterday was Seattle. I think they gave Geno Smith too much money. I personally think that would have been I, – I know it's not a long contract for Geno, but good for Geno on the money he got, but I think that was too I, rich. I like Geno. He had one good he, year. He is not worth that contract. What is he, 32, 33 years old, and they just gave him a three-year deal – 105, I think 55, 60 guaranteed. Yeah, and like you said, at his age, at that age, he had one good season at the at the age he's at. And you gave him all I know it was with Seattle, but still, it was more of the first half too. Yeah, Second exactly. Half- the, the, you, that's the other thing. All, all the breakdowns that I saw of it after he was signed, they were all talking about the the entire season and how great of a season he had. And no one brought up the fact that he was an absolute dud on the back end of the season. Exactly. The whole team. It was like, sheesh. They found a way into the playoffs, but. It was the ultimate backing it in. Ultimate backing. They almost lost to a Baker Mayfield Rams at home. (laughs) Real quick. Derrick Henry gets traded. Where does he go? Boy, oh boy. But I real quick. I want to say. Derrick. Um. I have a crazy idea. How about Chicago? They need a running back. I'll go. I'll go to Chicago. They got the most cap space. They got a lot of draft assets and Justin Fields. I think that'd be a good compliment. How and about then, that? What if you traded the number one pick? Oh, I know where you're Derrick Henry. And then you've got Derrick Henry, Justin Fields in the same backfield, and then the Titans would be able to go get a young quarterback. Well, that would really screw me up in Indy. You know, I I know we have weeks and weeks to argue that, but whoever the best one is, right? You get a young quarterback and have him sit sit there on a rookie salary behind Tannehill to hold the clipboard because you don't want him on the field. And then you look over at Malik Willis, you say, kick rocks, and (laughs) and you built that I like, and I I would hate to lose Derrick Henry because he's my favorite player in the NFL. 
But it, it, it man, it would make sense for both teams. I tell you what, it would be brutal for my Colts picking at four because then two quarterbacks would go to the AFC South and just have a field day. So I would not like that one. <laughs> I'll tell you what else it would be brutal for. The Green Bay Packers, when they have to face Justin Fields and Derrick Henry with Jordan Love behind center. They go to New York, baby. He's big apple in it. The NFL has turned into the NBA, I feel like, with these traded players almost. My God. And it's even better because they tend to play the the games. Yeah, they don't. They don't load manage. They they're they're actually injured. Let's yeah. take a quick break. When we come back, give you an update on a couple of games in March Madness. Give you our locks and a few more nuggets before we hit the top of the hour. We'll be back in a flash here on Braves Country. Joey and McGee taking you all the way to the five o'clock hour. As, as coaches, we failed. Uh, to make our coaching points and our points more compelling than their fat little girlfriends. Now, their fat little girlfriends have some obvious advantages. For one thing, their fat little girlfriends are telling them what they want to hear, which is how great you are and how uh, how easy it's going to be. Hey, sports fans, it's Rod Peterson here, host of The Rod Peterson Show, inviting you to join us daily for two hours of Atlanta's funnest sports talk right here on WQEE. I say fun because it is. You've never heard a show like it because we make the listeners a part of the show. Every day between noon and 2 p.m. Eastern, you'll hear plenty of the best sports talk, including the latest on the Falcons, the Braves, and more. And who knows, you might even hear you. That's The Rod Peterson Show, daily at noon, right here on WQEE 99.1 FM. Hey, Braves Country. Braves Country HD is bringing you Braves Country Baseball. Braves Country comes to you every Tuesday night and Friday night in two bonus games every week. Hi, I'm Mac McGee. We'll be bringing you play-by-play, pitch-by-pitch of your Atlanta Braves. It's free to listen. Please like and subscribe. YouTube.com forward slash at Braves Country. Braves Country Baseball for the fans, by the fans. It's the best in sports and entertainment. And get locked in and locked down with Rhino Radio Penitentiary, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. with your host, me, Ryan O'Neill. Each and every morning, right here with the best in sports and entertainment, all the way from professional sports to college sports to River Dragons hockey and everything in between, including some of the very best local and national guests. It's the Rhino Radio Penitentiary, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. Monday through Friday, right here on 99.1 FM WQEE. Don't you understand? This pool is our bootstraps, and it's lifting us up into the middle class, dude. Well, just accept the fact that you're white trash, all right? Take a look at yourself. You can't do backflips. You don't know karate. You're white trash. Are you listening? Welcome back. Joey, do you know karate, or can you do backflips? Backflips are behind me, and karate should be in my future. Just case, white trash. <laughs> Bam! The logic behind that clip always cracks me up. <laughs> Rangers lead the Cubs six to five. Bottom of five out in Arizona on the 
March Madness scoreboard, which I think is the one that people actually care about right now. I, I know the spring training scores don't really matter. Abilene Christian trails uh, California Baptist by nine. There's four minutes left. And LaSalle, Rhode Island just got going. LaSalle leads at 10 to nine. Boston College leads Louisville five to four. What is your lock of the day, sir? Yeah, my lock is actually going to one of these smaller tournament finals because I don't know why this year I've had more fun than the past watching these smaller tournaments. Maybe I'm just more into it now, but I've been loving it. Uh, and part of that's thanks to you with the Kennesaw State. That was a great game I watched last week. But for my You're not awesome. Oh, that I mean, the atmosphere of those games to me is what makes it most. You get that high school feel to it where they're slash where there's just that passion, the heart. It was it's a lot of fun. Um, I know that was long winded to my lock. Sorry. But for my lock today, I'm actually going with a team that's won 15 games, at least in a row, the Oral Robert uh, Golden Eagles, that is. And they are. Ten and a half point favorites tonight going up against North Dakota State in what will be uh, the championship game there. Look, Oral Roberts is the fourth most scoring team in the NCAA. They were also at 18 and 0 at home. They just dominated this year. I know they're minus ten and a half, but I love them tonight. All right, I'm doing a double lock today. Uh, I'm personally playing it as a as a parlay, but these are two separate locks. So if you're playing it, be smart and take them separately. I am not smart. I'm 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 going all in. Um <laughs> I am taking let's see, let see what the lines are right now. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and take Northern Kentucky and the Zags on the line tonight. And both of them are about a minus 140, minus 145, depending on the book. If you put them together, it's a it's a plus two hundred payout. So I'm taking them both to win on the money line. The Northern Kentucky game is seven o'clock Eastern. And is is that on any kind of yeah, it's on the it says ESPN and the plus. So it, it must be the ESPN game. Uh it is the Horizon League Championship final. They're playing a good Cleveland State team. These are the best two teams in the Horizon League. I just like Northern Kentucky a little better. I think they're going to be able to dominate the glass. And I laid it out last last hour while I'm taking Gonzaga tonight. They were the better team when they faced St. Mary's, and they hit a lull the last five or six minutes of the game. They went ice cold. St. Mary's tied the game up, beat them in overtime. I don't think that happens again. I think Gonzaga is going to get it. West, West Coast Conference Tournament Final as well. So it, both of those games are finals, and um, I wonder how many times Gonzaga and St. Mary's has met up in the championship game. I feel like it's at least like nineteen out of the last twenty or something wild, it, probably. Yeah, <laughs> it does. Um, the interesting thing about this: so the over under is one thirty nine, and Gonzaga is one of the highest scoring teams in basketball, but St. Mary's loves to slow it down, so it's kind of like that unstoppable force versus the immovable object. And I love the contrast and I cannot wait to watch this game. This game should be tipping off about the time that the Braves game finishes tonight. Tonight here on Braves country, we are going to do Boston Red Sox, Atlanta Braves, 6 PM first pitch, or excuse me, 605 first pitch. The anthems in the lineups at 6 PM 
and uh pregame show will come on about about 20 minutes beforehand and we'll have the feed up probably like around 5 30 um so there you go my first listen of the year in two nights did you not catch the first game i could not i was busy there was some massive confusion on my end the first few innings because all the different word <laughs> changes and there were some oh. things that went on and getting used to it it really I was the pace I was the pace I'm so glad that I do these spring training games right because even last year I felt like I needed the the to get my rust off right right a little practice never hurts nobody when you get in there doing a game and you're used to the, the methodical way of a of a major league baseball game and they've got that pitch clock, I was not ready. And I, I had all these notes and I remember about, I don't know, Joey, around the third or fourth inning, I just, I was sitting there with all these notes and I just went, there's just no, I, <laughs> I got nothing. I just tossed them. I'm like, I've got, I just got to hold on for dear life. So I should be a little more prepared tonight. We're doing tonight's game. And then uh, St. Patty's Day, 1 o'clock, first pitch. So that's a week from Friday. And then that following Thursday. So we're doing one one a week leading up to opening day. That following Thursday is the Mets. And then, uh, of course, opening day right here on the key. We'll have uh, Braves versus Nationals, 1 o'clock. It's either 105 or 110 is the first pitch. But anyways... Uh, 1 p.m. Eastern Braves Nationals to get opening day rolling. I love that we're actually playing an early game on opening day. That's where we're usually like mid-afternoon. Guess what baseball jersey I just picked up for this season? Dale Murphy. Let's get him in the Hall of Fame. (laughs) No, 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 Dansby Swanson. I picked up a (laughs) guess. Is it a current player? Yes. Dansby Swanson. Yes. (laughs) What number is he wearing? Seven. Okay. I don't know if you might have changed it if there was a – I don't know the Cubs well enough to know if they've got a uh, retired number seven or something. Well, it's kind of funny. My brother and I both wanted Swanson, but since I'm a little older, I think I won that battle, and he went Bellinger. So I got Swanson. And oh, you definitely won on that one. <laughs> well, definitely on the contract part. I won't have to worry about him going anywhere. <laughs> Speaking of that, there, there's a story out there, Ian Happ says that he would love to come back and stay and get locked down and whatnot, but he's not sure that the, uh, that the offer is going to be extended. Yeah, you, you, that? you know, that's a really, really good conversation. Um, and I'm glad you brought it up because here's, I don't want to make Ian ha- and I don't want to make this sound like a bad thing, but I just feel like he's one of those guys similar to, you know, if you look at Kirk cousins in football, where I think he deserves a good amount of money, but how much money and how many years do you want to really give him? Because has he stepped up in production? Yes, but he hasn't been a great player or even a good player for many years. He's shown it and mostly flashes outside of last season. And I like him a lot, but it's going to be tough. We gave Dansby a contract now. I don't know if you want him to be your second biggest offensive contract. I'll say yeah, that. I- I think it's more likely he goes, fills in for a contender. Like the Giants. At a low, I'm not going to say lower end contract, but I mean, first of all, 
let's be honest, the Cubs overpaid for Dansby. He's and never had to. He's he's never going to live up to that 177 million, right? He never has. Why would he all of a sudden as oh well as I get old I'm, I'm going <laughs> to no. So that's an issue in itself. What was that? Six years, 177. I believe it was seven for that price. Was it seven? Okay. So even if it was seven, you're still talking about that's seven years for 177. Okay. So you're talking about around 25 plus a year. Correct. You pretty much hit it right on. And Hap can't expect that kind of money. That's what I'm saying. It would have to- when you look at what they've put into their into their arms recently, they've got to get some offense. But I'm with you. I mean, man, that is that's a big ask. You know, I mean, that's a big ask to go. Hey, let's let's lock him down. For, I mean, what what do you think's fair for him in his? Well, life? I mean, let's five for a hundred, right? Yeah, and I was yeah, like exactly. No more than five years. I would even try to put it to like four. But he's been in the league six seasons. Has never hit eighty RBIs. He's been in the league six seasons. He's never hit a two seventy five average. He has improved, but I'm not giving him anywhere close to Dansby money. I'm more of that four or five year range for something around a hundred in that ballpark. I can't go beyond that. He reminds me of Ben Zobrist. He's like a poor man's Ben Zobrist where, where you can put him in a lot of different positions, but you don't necessarily love the fact that he's starting them. Right? Like he he's a guy that's very valuable. If you got him on your team, you can put him in all over the place. I know he's been cemented more into the outfield now in Chicago, right? Yeah. But like you're saying to me, he's being more of it. He's like the best super utility guy that you could get. He's not a star at his position. Right. Yeah. You know, but and maybe he's he just missed the boat on when it was popular to lock guys up like that because Zobras definitely was the one that cashed in on that. Um, right. he just reminds me of a Ben Zobras that will never live up to Ben Zobras type, type, type numbers, yeah, exactly. He's like mediocre at everything, he'll steal you a few, he'll hit a few in, he'll hit a few out of the park, but and, he, and hasn't he had a injury bug as well? Yes, he has had an injury bug. In fact, in 2019, I won't count the one COVID year because that was just naturally last games. But really, besides the last couple seasons he's been healthy, he was an injury-prone player before 2021. Yeah, that's just – that's a man, that's a tough ask. It really is. It's uh, – he's probably – it's like you said, he's probably going to have to go somewhere – where they've got some money to spend and they, and they missed out on that big free agent. Bingo. Maybe, maybe he'll come sign with the Falcons when Lamar Jackson goes <laughs> off. <the board. laughs> Tom Brady and Lamar in Atlanta. I kind of hate that we're even talking about this. Cause I know the next thing that's going to happen for the next three and a half weeks, I'm going to be getting tagged into stuff about Ian Happ coming to the Braves. And I'm like, stop it. It's not going <laughs> to happen. There was a goofy, I don't remember where I saw it, but there was a goofy article that uh, Jeff Passan was quoted in either this morning or last night of a trade that never happened that almost happened. I wish I had the details right in front of me, but basically Aaron Judge would have been an Atlanta Brave, 
but this is a much older Whoa. trade. This is when Angelton Simmons was playing with the Braves and Jason Hayward. I'm trying to think of the other players involved, but it would have been like Aaron Judge and Severino. And there was a third player that was pretty good. And the Braves were going to trade Hayward, Simmons. And I wish I could remember the other players. And basically, the, the point of the article of the guy writing it was the Yankees are glad they didn't make that trade. Braves fans were in there going, Can you imagine if we had them right now? And my comment was, Well, it wouldn't have mattered. Because at the end of the day, we're, we're reading this article in 2023, and Aaron Judge would have been a Yankee anyways because we never would have given anybody $300-plus million no matter what they did. Right. <laughs> that ship is gone, baby. We can only have players that are so good because if they get into that astronomical sphere, they're landing in New York, Los Angeles. Maybe Chicago, but Chicago doesn't tend. Chicago will spend, but they don't tend to like break the bank type of stuff. Correct. And I, I don't know who what they do, but next year San Francisco is not going to take no for an answer. They're they're going to go hard after Otani. They're going to go hard after a couple other guys. What's your walk off? We got a jam. Hey, don't forget about the smaller tournaments, people. We've been talking about them for weeks. We're in the midst of championships. Watch Gonzaga St. Mary's tonight. Enjoy the college hoops. Here's hoping all your teams cover and that you join us tonight, 6 p.m. Eastern. Braves Country Baseball coming your way. Braves Red Sox will have the call. And uh, like I said, pregame show, come on about 5.30 or so, and uh, we're going to have it up and running around 5.30. For all the guys and gals behind Braves Country, I'm Mac McGee. Joey, we'll see you. What is today? Tuesday, we'll see you Thursday. Yes, sir. uh, We'll be right in the heart of Big Ten ACC, SEC, all the, all those conference tournaments should be fun. Real quick update before we jam out. Boston College leads Louisville by three, 10 minutes left in the first. And Cal Baptist is on top by six, 16 seconds left. They're just hitting free throws and salting it down. Oh, by the way, Celtics, next time you get a big leak and you hold on to the thing, we got to (laughs) go. Adios. Goodbye, sweetheart. Time to go. We're back tomorrow with another show. Well, unless we're fired, we'll talk to you then. Goodbye, sweetheart. Goodbye. Goodbye. Guys and gals, it's time to go. We'll see you on the next show. Same back time, same back channel. Thanks for listening to Braves Country with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks on 99.1 FM WQEE, The Key in Noonan, Georgia, and simulcasting on youtube.com forward slash at Braves Country. Braves Country comes your way weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern to 5 p.m. Eastern. Please follow, like, and subscribe today. Armchair Quarterback Radio, your first choice for Southern sports. Something of the 5th of September. Something of the 5th of September. She said a lot that I can't remember. Something of the 5th. Can I get another cigarette, please? Can I get another cigarette, please? Yeah, I know I live to regret it. Just give me another cigarette, please.
You're listening to WQEE 99.1 FM, The Key in Noonan, Georgia. Are you looking for a Friday, March 17th, St. Patty's Day with Braves Country. The Atlanta Braves are in Fort Myers, Florida to take on the Boston Red Sox. Braves Country HD with giving you play-by-play, pitch-by-pitch of your Atlanta Braves. That's Friday, March 17th, 1 p.m. Eastern, St. Patty's Day with Braves Country and your Atlanta Braves. 